Hi everyone, I'm Harry. I work at Evolution Nordics. Evolution Nordic is the go-to contract recruitment provider for gaming studios across Europe with a specialty in the Nordics. So that's basically helping studios with everything from interim CA, senior QA to like CTO and everything in between. We have like a focus on each one. So helping studios like Quicksave, King, Rovio, Star Stable, Avalanche and a few more. And that's me. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Alina, could you please introduce yourself quickly? Yeah. Hi. So I'm CEO and one of the co-founders of QuickSame Interactive, based here in Helsinki, Finland. Fantastic. Let's get straight into it. Uh, one thing for everyone listening at home, if you're listening live, this is like Twitch, where if you don't know, there's like a live chat on the side. So we will be getting questions in from the chat. So if you do ask any questions, we'll definitely be addressing them. So feel free to say hello that you're here. And yeah, we'll get straight into it. Lovely. So the first question is, tell me a little bit about your personal journey. And describe what Quick Saving Interactive does in a nutshell. Um, okay, yeah. So first of all, me kind of getting into games. So I have, of course, been playing games since I was like a kid. But what really got me into it was in high school when the early internet came about and, and there was this uh, social connections made through the internet and, and mm. kind of early... Um, early chat rooms and other games that you could play also together, and I was quite fascinated about this about this thing called internet, <laughs> and that and that got me uh, studying computer science in the university, and then after graduation, I've been just working with games for about eighteen years now, so so been been at it for a while, and actually it kind of feels supernatural for me then that Big Sam Interacting actually now is building uh, browser-based games uh, that have a lot of social connect. Like what you started with. So, so yeah, so so the games that we do build are are most of them like naturally very very social games, and we have published over ten HTML5 and WebGL based games on different uh, platforms and within different applications. Uh, the last two that we published or launched um, last year are both on on the blockchain. So for about mm-hmm. a year, we are now um, focusing on the on the new Web3 and, and the blockchain games, and and that's. That's how I know about the subject quite a bit at this point. Because my background is uh, is more in the gaming, but I think that's um, that's been a very good um, background to also to come into the Web3. 100%. I feel like Web3 itself, when I was involved with it quite aggressively back in like the 2021 days, like it's very much community and social feel. So it seems like it's a good fit because uh, there's a lot of connections between like Web3 gaming and social gaming, I see. Is that right? Yeah, 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 certainly. And uh, and yeah, like like before coming to, to Web3, we were working on these social platforms and, mm. and that's very applicable. And during the, the time uh, of the company, we have also been building some tools and technology alongside with the games. Right. So that's all those kind of uh, dev tools that we have, we can just you know, straight out use them now as well with the, with the Web3 games. So that's very, yeah, very handy. Indeed. Uh, lovely. So I want to ask you just, how do you think like Web three will like actually change like mainstream gaming experiences? So like ones where people like be growing up with like 
how is Web3 actually going to transform that? So I think one thing to realize here is like, uh, I don't think that the mainstream players will talk about them as blockchain games. Yeah. Uh, that is the kind of same thing that is uh, is true with uh, free-to-play. Uh, free-to-play games is uh, is a big category, and all the developers need to think about if they are building a free-to-play game from the beginning on how do you construct your game to be a free-to-play game. But still, the players themselves, they are not going on like, hey, I'm going to go play my free-to-play game. <laughs> they are going to play their learning game or their, their MOBA or they're going to play their whatever kind of... So, so the players are classifying the games from the... Um, for the user experience point of view. And I don't think that's going to change with blockchain. Blockchain will be important classification for the developers going forward. I mean, because when you are building for blockchain, you need to take that into account on like, how is your game actually fitting on the blockchain? But uh, but when it comes to like the mainstream experience for the gamer, uh, I mean, that's a language-based thing. For the language, it's not going to change a lot. Uh, but then clearly what it is actually changing, it is bringing this stronger concept of ownership. So if we think on like web one was about reading stuff from the internet and then mm-hmm. web two is about writing and publishing stuff to the internet. And so now web three is about owning content. Mm. So uh, so it's bringing this aspect of ownership and that's that's the kind of new thing. And that's the thing that both the player and the, the developer can, can benefit from. So that is, that is the core essence obviously that's kind of transforming the experience on like how do you bring that ownership within the games so that ownership is that both like i'm thinking user generated content but also like content made by the game itself so is it both or is it something specific yeah so so both so yes okay. so both what the what the developers are creating but of course for the creators and and you know and creators here not meaning uh, only like streamers of that, yeah. team, but, you know, creators create like uh, user generated content levels. I'm thinking of Roblox, like where they make all yeah. those different games. Yeah. So yeah, so then it is um, the the blockchain allows an easier kind of um, sharing of the revenue for those like um, owners of that content as well. Yeah, yes. who might be yeah. creating, you might be buying it or you might be creating it. <laughs> exactly, which I think is healthy because then it's not very much a one-sided relationship because it sounds like if there's a buyer and a seller and it's purely on the player point of view then that can be sustainable right because i think that's one thing that i get told is like well yes you can own your thing but if no one cares about it who cares but if it's both then that's where i think it can become sustainable yeah yeah lovely so in terms of you touched on it there like the relationship between developers and players because i've already seen already like with some studios where it seems like the developers and players are getting very closer together um, in web3 just with like discord groups and stuff but how do you think like web3 will affect that relationship so i've already experienced that relationship becoming stronger so mm. game developer on any platform is always also building up a community like you you want to have a relationship to your players you want to have their feedback because that that's that's who you are building the game for and you know, one of the biggest rewards is getting compliments from your players and from your community. So, so you know, there, there is this two-way relationship always. But now, being in Web three, I do sense that that is even stronger. Um, and I think that is kind of an added benefit of the stronger feeling of ownership when you do purchase something in the game. If you actually own that, um, it, is, it is a bit more yours. It's not just the the game companies. Um, uh, so that is kind of, I think, affecting this very positively the sense of community and it's very good for the developer as well because it's very easy to have this 
have this feedback discussions and, and have these discussions. And we already touched upon the creator aspect. So, so of course, like gamers can become creators and that sometimes, you know, sometimes playing, sometimes you are streaming sometimes you are uh, creating your own items or levels uh, or, or even like holding a, a Minecraft server or something on your own. So all these, these different people um, uh, are like kind of key components to your community as well. And the great thing about blockchain is that you can start rewarding also some of these uh, key key kind of uh, people at your community, and it's it, the rewarding is is kind of easy uh, easier to do it with blockchain. But also um, right now, actually, the kind of return rates for the people are much higher on other Web three platforms than uh, generally for the for these creator types than than on the Web two platforms. Why do you think that's the case? Because like you have the creator economy in Roblox. From my understanding, there's no blockchain there. Uh, but it always seems like there is more potential, right? Um, like, yeah. is it because it's more decentralized or like, what is it? Yeah, I guess if, if you are like, a, maybe it's about decentralized, uh, almost like a monopoly status in a way you can take mm. a look at the developer, so you do. Uh, but it's not uh, creating a, I mean, it is still very, I mean, there is a big economy, but it's it could be bigger, I feel like, if, if it was easier for, uh, for more kind of, um, um, I would say, entities to actually benefit from that. And of course, you are also then building just one ecosystem. You are not trading with any other ecosystems. And I think we'll get to that more on like why that is important. Also, yeah. like we trade between, uh, between different ecosystems, even within the blockchain, the decentralized ecosystem. Yeah. And I'm just thinking now, like the TikTok, the way they give out money, it's not, it's very much like, here's a pool of money and we'll give it to you, but it's not akin to the value that TikTok is getting. So I'm just thinking maybe Roblox is similar. Like there's a pool of money that they're going to give. But in its Web3, it's like it's always related to the value. So if you do really, really well, you should get rewarded like proportionately. Um, sounds lovely. Because right? then you just, it just feels like even more true ownership, right? Um, so on the challenging side, so like the challenges that a gaming studio would face. So I've spoken to a few gaming studios who are like considering adopting web 3 and not sure what it is some people literally be like don't even know what the benefits are like like there's so many question marks because uh, it's only been around for one two years or probably been a lot longer you're going to tell me but like it doesn't feel like it's been here for ages right uh, so what challenges do gaming studios face when adopting web 3 yeah yeah i know the the earliest you know it started like five six seven years ago i think <laughs> originally but it, it definitely has gotten bigger and grown uh, now in the past well, one to two years, as you said. Um, and one thing that um, is challenging, but it's actually less challenging by the month is the technicality. So so like actually um, building on Web3, that those technologies have become much more um, easy to use. And there's a lot of kind of platforms, tools, technologies, different wallets and blockchains. They offer like uh, much more usability and, and uh, also for the developer on like how do you build on this platform. So I think the technical difficulty or the technical challenge in in going into Web3, uh, it's getting less and less. So um, I, it, I'd say it would be a good time now to, to get into Web3 if you're not yet there, because a lot of things are already built out for you to, to technically uh, do uh, kind of realize your new new ideas. That there's still the challenge that kind of has always been there. So So first of all, how do you design and develop a game that is suitable for blockchain. So how do you take into this ownership uh, into account and what kind of gameplay uh, you want to do there? And that's 
that has been there always again creation on like how do you how do you design and execute a fun game that fits the platform and, and it, uh, is uh, is well adaptable. Uh, and then of course, secondly, also the challenge of how do you distribute and market your game. Uh, now currently, there's a lot of um, things happening around this community building that you build your own community. Um, and that's a very good start, but I, I do feel it needs to go further and, and you need to kind of reach out more. And, and a lot of the, um, even the, the marketing and user acquisition techniques used elsewhere in gaming can be adapted also to, to Web3 gaming. But but these uh, on like user acquisition and uh, development challenges, they are there, but now on like with kind of a the blockchain twist on like how do you how do you do that game on, on the blockchain? Um, yeah. So that blockchain part, I think, just so I have it right, like Web3, you mentioned earlier, it's the ownership. So that's the challenge, like on technically speaking, is the ownership part. Uh, but when you mentioned now, like the marketing side, I'm seeing a lot more studios go when it comes to like marketing their game. They're not putting like Web3 on the title or say it's a crypto project, actually advertising it as if it's a normal game. And then as the player progresses, maybe then they realize, oh, if I want to have these extra benefits, I can. Uh, is that something you're seeing or? Um, yeah, I see a lot of new game projects come up with the idea that they will first play almost like a, um, a vanilla free-to-play experience yeah. where it's it's like you don't even see, you don't even hear about blockchain, and then it kind of comes up later. Um, while I do think that the user experience needs to be that easy, like you need to start when you need to start with the fun, uh, then and then then kind of go into like, hey, let's create your account. But I do feel like when you do your account, you should like immediately like create the wallet there as well, because uh, yeah. then you will have like a second funnel on like, can you can you actually get your pe- people like benefits? And and so if you, you, I, I feel like you should give the blockchain benefits to everyone uh, and, and not just like selected few. But so even non-paying pay- players. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 could be there on, on like maybe they don't have as many as many assets, but they would have their account at least, and you know they would have the ability to, to to get something onto their wallet and and and, and be like fully on it. Mm. No, I like that because I'm just thinking like MMOs, right? You have the free to play version, and then you have the pe- membership version. And the free to play is like a little bit of the game, and the membership is where you get the full game. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an added um, challenge for the developer if if you are building like two times of gameplay, like you have to you have to make it fun and fun for for the for the members, the the in crowd, and then you have to make it fun for the for the um. So that is uh, that can be like a two level challenge as well. So I mean, us us being on the on the browser, we can actually build quite um, you know seamless experiences now on on like how how do you progress and and, and it's quite easy to to make the like for example having a wallet available for everyone if we yeah, if we want. yeah. nice I have a question from the chat from Jim uh, who's asked like what Web three platform are you using and why um, you mentioned it being so seamless uh, which one is it <laughs> yeah. Which we actually we have two games. Um, so one is called uh, Dystopia Battles, which is on the Tesos chain. Tesos is very, uh, very well uh, managed. It's very decentralized management for the chain, so it's very, uh, very kind of uh, secure and, and and fast and it's good performance. So so Tesos has been uh, has been a good good place to build. Uh, and then the other one uh, we have out is actually on the running chain. It's called Axie Infinity Raylights. So running is is kind of like a EVM based. So it's like a, a uh, kind of like a side chain for Ethereum. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, so, so what platform are we actually on? Two different platforms. Um, I think the choice of the platform will be more for the developer on like where do you feel 
you get most support, where do you feel like um, you have uh, easier chance of building your own community, like you know having players come to your game, uh, which platform is offering tools for you and, and making it technically more easy to, to build. Um, so I think this, of course, it, it's funny, like the, the, the base level of kind of what I'm already assuming it needs to be like secure and fast and uh, ecological, which uh, uh, luckily now Ethereum also is like the, yeah. the huge uh, leap for, for kind of open source software to do that kind of a uh, leap that Ethereum did this um, this past year on like changing to, to more ecological format. But I'm, I'm taking those basics kind of like, okay, yes, these have to be, of course, there. But then if you are choosing like, for example, which platform, I think it needs which blockchain. So mm-hmm. if you're considering like which blockchain to use, um, for the, it's more it's more for the developer on like what does it offer for us? Like let's make it as uh, easy for us to go there. I mean, if you are aiming for the mainstream players, as we are here, like in, in the topic of the talk, a lot of the mainstream players are not yet using any chain, so they w- you will need to make the experience easy enough to get to come wherever you are. So basically, um, uh, or or then make your game also available on multiple chains and that's also something that could be done like again could be available on several chains and you know people still playing together um um so yeah um is that similar to like i'm playing fortnite on playstation and so i'm playing on xbox like it's the same game but there's a lot of time spent on yeah yeah, yeah basically, basically yeah that if you yeah, can you can you can uh, enable that and then because this was also the why i, I can already uh set compliments to Desos. i have to compliment running as well that yeah. uh it has um uh, really amazing uh community of players already there with actually games so it's been it's been great as well to work ah, so it's there. like a platform as well it's not just the tool it's like it's got like xbox games so there's roaming games for example yeah, yeah. So, so there's games that uh, that Sky Mavis has uh, has developed because it's their chain, uh, and then like uh, we are there uh, as a as a kind of a third um, party studio on, on like building this our game and actually even using their uh, IP and their assets. Uh, oh, so it's like an interoperable game with some of the NFTs that they already have, and and so so it's been great to be there also working with that uh, that great community that they have and and yeah it's, yeah so. Yeah, lovely. Uh, this actually links to our next question. So, like, how is QuickSave? So, you mentioned the developer before. Like, the developer decides. So, yeah. I wanted to ask two questions here. So, like, the developer is in what context when it comes to like QuickSave? Are like, are you the developer, or is the partner you're working with the client the developer in that context? And I wanted to ask, like, how are you taking it into account when it comes to the actual game development? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we're definitely the game developer in in this in this context. Like, we might work with some platform partner who who already has, uh, has uh, you know, tools or has like a marketplace, even has some IP there uh, that we, we may uh, also utilize. Uh, I mean, you can also create some of your own IP and then also invite others to to come along. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I guess for this one on like, how do we approach? So. Of course, looking at the kind of design challenge that I talked about. So we start with like, how do we do the ownership within the game? Like the, the first game, the Test of Your Battles, has this model where um, you are owning your own army units, and then you go into the strategy battle game against an opponent. And basically, it's the same model that Games Workshop has had for quite a while with the mm-hmm. Hammer games or Warhammer 40k where you buy your plastic figures and then you need to have your army that you can go and you can battle against your friend. So of course, with us, it's not a plastic figure, it's a, it's a digital, <laughs> digital yeah. energy that you buy, but that's a very simple 
uh, understandable uh, kind of ownership model that you buy basically access to the game. And then the other part that we think about within all the games that we do is the social gameplay, or like how do we bring the people together? Uh, how can you also communicate? How can you share the experience? And this is what's happening with the um, actually realized game, for example, in a way that it is uh, it is actually a single player game, but some of the knowledge and the recipes you gather during the gameplay can be shared with others in the community kind of mm-hmm. together contribute and, and talk about it and, and share uh, in a way play together even if they are if they are playing alone um, and, like and theory the crafting team. and trying to be as efficient as possible like they yeah, it yeah, makes like sense to share everyone kind of, there's kind of some some secret patterns and if they can find the better pattern and actually they've been super quick as a as a community yeah. to get to crack some of these patterns so so we're quite amazed like when you could you know <laughs> put your heads together you can you can do it much quicker uh, so so that's been happening, and now we have new update coming that will even increase the social um, mm-hmm. gameplay part of it. So, so these two, like how we how we deal with the ownership, uh, how we deal with the social gameplay, uh, are two key key points for us. And of course, we are all about like innovating on like what kind of gameplay is the best for for blockchain. Because uh, I don't feel like we should just you know copy copy paste uh, exact gameplays from from elsewhere but it, whenever there's some kind of technological innovation whether it's like a touch screen touch screen in phones or or something like you know a new, a new model like free to play or something there's a lot of changes happening always and and then you kind of adapt a little bit on like what kind of fits here and then with the distribution of course we are we are looking there taking the browser route now so we can distribute through browser and and different like web views within different marketplaces and apps and so yeah because i feel like if you've got browser you have everything right like you have a browser on your phone you have a browser on your tablet you have a browser on yeah. your computer and then with it being a social game like the tech's gone so far like you can get a lot done with the browser like there's mmos on browsers right uh, so it just makes sense from where i'm sitting which is really nice because like that's what quicksave does right it does the browser game so i think it all links nicely and i like that um Thing you mentioned when it comes to like the plastic figurines like you know i don't bat an eyelid when i need to buy booster packs to get cards and it's going to affect my gameplay because i know that i can try get them for free or i could try speed it up or there's a new expansion kind of thing and i've always wondered what my hearthstone collection is worth right if i had to sell it but there's no trading right uh and i'm sure there's reasons there's no trading because then it affects monetization but it would be still nice to have some ownership there right if i wanted to leave the game well, that's one big thing. It's funny. Um, like you have airline miles with like Virgin, but you can actually go to the other airline companies and say, "Hey, I got this. Can you transfer?" And they actually do it, which is boggles my mind. Two different companies, but you can't do that in a TCG, like a trading card game. Like imagine you can, which with blockchain you literally could. Like I could be like, "I got this. Here's the proof. I'll remove it from here and just give me something in your game." And that part sounds amazing to me because it's like. That option is just super yeah, cool, yeah. right? Because then, and and that you have that that kind of trading uh, can increase the value in both ecosystems when you start trading between. Them. I mean, that is mm. that is reality within like the real world economics, like countries in trading. Yeah, uh, it's beneficial for both parties. So, yeah, and the players in this context as well. So it's like a win-win-win. It's just more options, more use cases. Uh, which yeah, which is just that argument always seems so strong because there's like I don't see the negative there. <laughs> there's barring like security issues, which is a separate thing. Like as long as you sort that out, happy days. Um, lovely. Um, but yeah, you mentioned earlier like we're here to talk about Web three going mainstream. So I wanted to ask you specifically like have you found anything effective in trying to like accelerate that process and like 
Web3 adoption? Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that I kind of touched upon already is obviously the, the ease of use or ease of access on like right now, a lot of the, um, the Web3 products are very technical in their kind of user journey or how do you kind of onboard new users. So if you make it too technical in the beginning that you have to... What do you mean by technical? Well, you need to you start with creating an account and a wallet and you need to buy something mm-hmm. immediately and you need to do a lot of <laughs> a lot of kind of things maybe maybe if it's a um if it's an app you you have to kind of sync up maybe your wallet there or something uh and it's a while to kind of actually get to the gameplay so i think one thing that everyone in web3 gaming is, is kind of starting to realize is that, that that's of course like but i mean i mean because you start with like hey it's technology and and it's like um uh something that um, has to has to have the you know has this technical challenge also like how do we even do this so 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 then but now we are we are at the point where the user experience is becoming more and more center point and and it needs to be all done with very ease of <laughs> ease of use and accessibility and and so for example something like the the wallet creation can be very seamless nowadays so mm-hmm. uh, th- that those kind of things are are definitely kind of improving and and we we've, we've seen that improvements in that area are 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 making good results and another thing that we we see like in the kind of mainstream gaming is like i think web3 needs more variety in the themes for the games um i mean there yeah. are a lot of games are, um, are kind of certain type of resource management yeah or or like uh um, yeah, I mean, if, if we look at like the, the mobile gaming, the, the themes are very varied. Well, well, now with with the Raylights game, we brought a gardening game to a community that was previously doing like a only PvP battle, and and we've got a really good reception, and and you know people are really complimenting the game and loving it. So, um, so I think that kind of tells you that there's always overlap in different audiences, even even players who play like. A, um, Call of Duty or something, you know. Sometimes the same people play on on mobile or something that is just for relaxing and <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah. and you know, I mean, you know that this is you know uh, amazing overlaps within these audiences and and um, yeah, not, not everyone can realize is that it's not something that hey you have a certain type of gamer they only play these kind of games and and you know taking Web three to mainstream, I think we will eventually kind of need to have more variety in the themes. Uh, for that to kind of take place, uh, but I, I see that is kind of happening. So, so there's more of a variety coming up as well. Lovely. I think one thing I keep hearing is like, oh, what's the average Web three gamer? And it's like thirty to fifty year old man. And then you might have to like shoehorn them into like their favorite game might be a first person shooter. But like you said, like the same people play a second or third game. And I think to me, it's intuitive. Like a social casual game. That's simple to play, but hard to master because it's like recipes and stuff. That seems to click because then most people, at least like this year, the second year, it's not going to be their 40-hour-a-week game that they're going to be playing day out, day in. Um, so a nice, casual, social game where you actually have the social aspect, which is kind of sometimes more important. Um, it just makes sense to me. So 100%, I think Yeah, yeah. some of these Web3 games are too hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They actually need to work less, like or not work less, but obviously there's an art in making simple games, but like focus very much on what you mentioned there, like the user experience and the yeah. social. Yeah, so. yeah, something something that looks simple it still takes takes a takes a while to 
creating a good polish, but it's it's definitely like widening up the audience. I mean, the same kind of hardcore gaming audience plays those sometimes as well, but then you also get the other people coming in, and and then yeah, you can you can reach bigger audiences. Yeah, and then if you have all those players, like they can be parts of the game which become more hardcore. Like we've seen games do that. Like there might be MMOs where some people just do ten percent of the whole game and they love it. Then other people do 100% of the game, while other people do only that side. And yeah, I'm with you there 100%. And I haven't seen it much yet, apart from your example, like we've Ray Lights. Um, lovely. Um, moving on to a question of mine, actually. Um, so, like, will Play to Earn or DeFi help actually Web3 games go mainstream? Because I've seen both arguments. You can actually make it worse or better. So I'm curious if you think, like, the Play to Earn aspect and the decentralized finance expert will actually help them go mainstream? Um, yeah, I don't think that will be the, the defining thing to make it mainstream. Uh, I, didn't, I don't really, I don't really believe in the play to earn. I mean, uh, it, it, I mean, if we think of that, like everyone earning while they are playing, uh, everyone making money. So who is paying the bill? Like, where does that money come from? And that is, that is like the, the sustainability. <laughs> We've seen that story. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like sustainability up. of that ecosystem needs to be there. I mean, what, what is uh, sustainable is that you can give back to the community some part of the the, the, the revenue. And there are mechanisms for this. And uh, as, as mentioned before, like, you know, when you have these key community members or creators or, or, or your kind of um, biggest fans, you are able to build in mechanisms that actually give back to them. And, 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 so, and, and in that sense, there is somebody kind of earning something. But I, I would say that what people usually think of with this plagiarism, it's kind of like, oh, everyone's making money and, and, and some kind of a pyramid scheme type of a <laughs> type of a formula. So that is that is not sustainable. And I, I you know, it wouldn't make sense to me to kind of market the games on like, hey, come here and earn money. And that's why you play this game. No, games are for entertainment and, and you play them because you want to have fun and, and you are ready to also pay for that entertainment. So, um, so yeah, I mean, majority will will still be you know buying things and 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 all that. Of course, like there can be these can be these additional perks, like you mentioned as well. On like, hey, if in this game, like I bought bought all these assets, like what if I could sometimes sell them? And and that might not even be like sell them for profit, but you could still like secondhand um, kind of marketplace is yeah. can always be there, and uh, and you can kind of transfer your assets to to somebody else as well and that's something we can enable and the good thing with the developer the company uh behind the game there is that you can have these uh, revenue shares going on with the secondary sales which mm-hmm. which were not possible for example in the in the time of retail when people were still buying things at gamestop um i mean if they were selling a used game the developer got nothing nothing in the used game so so here um while it is beneficial for the player it can also be a bit more fit the developer on like getting a, a cut on that secondary sale as well do you know if that's still possible? Um, like with NFT trading, like I know OpenSea recently went to like zero percent fees, right? Like by default, or it gives you the option. Um, do you know if that's something you can do? Like in a game, like can you just force it to be centralized and then you still get the royalty share? Because that's a question mark I had. I'm not sure if you know. Well, yeah, that's true. There, there are some like um, yeah technicalities now. Like can you go around that? But uh, but it can be in the um, in the smart contract for sure. So okay. depending like also where you are, where you're trading and, and these kind of things. Um, so, uh, yeah. I think you can like make it super user-friendly to use your like centralized auction house or what have you. That is like a no-brainer, right? Uh, especially something like that. 
And I think, yeah. yeah. Like a mainstream user was, was there to um, not to optimize profits. I mean, games are not like a uh, financial uh, instrument. There. So, so yeah, for them, like the usability of the, the interface is, is a very, very important thing. Yeah. No, 100%. I think I've just seen in the chat, um, Dimitri mentioned, like, it would attract some people, right? Um, it's not everyone, but there's definitely some people who are going to really play to get the resources or the way I see it, like the idea of everyone playing to earn is not true. Obviously, um, that makes sense because the money has to come from somewhere. But like if someone's a diehard or if it's a skill based game and they're just really, really good, they could get a return on that investment on the secondary auction house or trading between game economies. I think that aspect, some people would enjoy. Like if I have to put my attention into three games and one of them has that aspect, that might be a factor for that person, but it's definitely not 99% of the population, right? It's going to be one for some. I love yeah. it. Um, this is one for the I guess, gaming studios out there. So like what collaborations, partnerships are like crucial. So if you look into integrate Web3 into your project, what do I need to like kind of check off my list? Like what do I need to actually, who should I be speaking to kind of thing? Yeah, so this part is, uh, I think, very important to mm. get right and understand in the Web3 ecosystem that collaborations and partnerships are something that are, are happening a lot. And I think we will even see more of them. I mean, it also comes to the, the big question of interoperability and people are getting it sometimes very wrong. Like if they're thinking that kind of automatically uh, your armor from one game will work exactly you know, the same way in another game, I mean, it's not that kind of automatic interoperability that everything will just magically, magically click into place and you can use anything you buy in any game. But uh, then again, uh, about this kind of trading between ecosystems, it, it can be super beneficial for both of those ecosystems. So these collaborations are happening where um, where you have um, someone else's, like someone else's create assets and then another person comes in and creates a game that works with those assets and then you know, it, it's it's kind of like a win-win situation uh, of like everyone um, getting getting more value out of this out of these uh, products. So it's it's part of the kind of decentralized nature. And I think here, um, if I if I may say the <laughs> say the the buzzword from last year, metaverse. So so creating a metaverse, uh, I think, will be exactly more collaborative, decentralized. It will be something like otherwise, it's going to be like. We're just talking to ourselves here, right? Yeah, I, yeah. You, you need yeah. to have that collaboration, right? Yeah. So I, th- I think that'll that'll also like whatever that buzzword means to you, uh, that that will benefit from this kind of decentralized nature and trading between different ecosystems, and and yeah, and we will see like increased amount of um, collaboration. So so collaboration can be on many levels. Maybe there are two different games that are are kind of um, allowing each other to. Um, to have like the the different purchases happen, uh, you know, or, or like effects in the other game. Um, or then also, uh, I hope to see different collaborations between the kind of lower level technical um, platforms, like different. Well, there's some some happening already, like different blockchains, um, for example, having cooperation and and, and a lot of um, tooling is, for example, coming up on the kind of always support everything like EVM based, so like Ethereum is is mm-hmm. like. You know, one of the, the the big ones where where like you know different um, different tools coming up, but also having having I see I'm seeing that happen also like outside that on like taking into account that people would like um, move assets and 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 like in an 
not care or so much or like like as we just already stated like the, the end user will not care so much on what tech, technology the game is running on so so for them like ease of use and and uh and so that we can we can the developers can enable this these transfers and and uh, collaborations as, as widely as possible mm-hmm. that's one thing like when like seamlessly putting an armor from one game to another it's just not happening right someone needs to do the translation which is going to cost dev time from my understanding and like yeah. Yeah. I look at Fortnite, they have all these different IPs, other games sometimes, movie shows. Obviously, Fortnite's developing the skin, and then I'd assume there's like a revenue share there with the IP, or maybe it's a, like a block sum. I'm not sure how they do it. Um, but that sounds like it can be plugged in straight into like Web3 context, where you still need to centralize me, Quicksave, is going to develop the skin for X Studio, so they can use it in my game, but X Studio is going to get a share of that gets bought or used or whatever like is that is that possible i'm not sure like uh... so yeah i mean if if the two studios are collaborating uh then yeah you can you can of course like enable their uh, i mean it's with some demo work you can you can enable the items to to show up and, and function in your game as well um and yeah you know there can be very many ways to kind of financially incentivize that so it can be like a two-way collaboration for example or it can be yeah there's, there's multiple ways to kind of structure that where it makes sense for the developer to spend time on doing that, and you kind of mentioned like uh, like Fortnite having these different uh, IPs or, or personas come up there. Uh, I mean, that's of course something that can happen in the web three gaming as well, and and it's happening that different uh, kind of um, not even gaming IPs, but different IPs may want to pop into like kind of cultural IPs or or other entities mm-hmm. can can pop into this this web three worlds and and games as well. Just, just more distribution, right? It's just another like once it becomes inevitable, it just becomes a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you want to get plugged into Fortnite at this point? Like they've had that cross the line point of view. Like I'm Nike, I want to put my Jordans in my Fortnite. Like I would never think that five years ago, but now I'm like, yeah, like why not? I think when you have that with Web three, it's purely like uh, it just it just sounds very exciting because I'm obviously thinking first person, but there's so many different things you can do with this, right? Um, Lovely. Uh, one thing, just before we move on to the next question on this, like uh, partnerships for integrating Web3 into the gaming industry. So let's say I'm a gaming studio. Is there, because I wouldn't know where to start, I would probably Google it. But like, given that you've been there before, like if I'm deciding between blockchains, should I be making that decision? Why am I making that decision? Or like what type of people should I be talking to to so I know what I'm looking for, I guess, in a little bit? Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, you can you can just reach out to, to some of these um chains like most of them actually have some kind of game okay. developer partner contacts that are very happy to talk to you and and tell you uh, what they offer and 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 how it all functions um of course you can also uh reach out to to game developers who are already doing it and ask ask on like where where are you at and uh, and, and how do you find it um but uh but yeah i mean gaming uh is such a big thing i mean it is the biggest media coming from you know the younger generation, the younger you get, the more it's gaming, unless it's even streaming or other ways mm. to, to consume media, it's it's more and more gaming with the with the tumor audiences and and the and the younger generations. So like um uh, I, I would say that there are a lot of I mean not not every chain, but uh, that a lot of many of the chains are having like focused attention even on the gaming and and that's how they, they are happy to kind of talk to you, to you about it. Actually, I I would go to a chain that has a gaming focus, <laughs> that has some mm-hmm. people that are looking into gaming and are there to kind of like um, 
pivot you and, and offer you some some assistance or an existing community maybe or or something that that kind of gives you a kickstart when you when you build your game there so yeah 100 um so next question this is quite a good one because i feel like with web3 there is so much that you don't know what you don't know type situation like is there's probably so many th- lessons being learned where they're not wisdom because of the game industry has been around for like 20 years so long story short like if you're building a Web3 game project, what should I like not do? Just 100%. I think the one big thing here is like you should not build everything from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned, I mean, that was the reality. Like when when it all started, like you had five, to, right? five, six years ago, you had to build a lot of tech yourself. But even like two or three years ago, there was a much less options on like, um, you know, you had to go quite like very deep in like if you wanted mm. to have tradable assets. Well, mm. and these the people don't like to bother NFTs anymore. But uh, but yeah, like tradable assets within the game, and um, and so um, so yeah, like utilize the the tooling and the existing communities, existing like you can you can make a pretty quick start if you if you start now actually. So you, you can take that benefit. And uh, another thing I guess is within your um, communication, like. Um, be mindful, like aiming to a mainstream audience, or not making it too technical. Not not using too many three and four letter acronyms. I mean, I think that's a benefit from us coming outside of the blockchain. Then yeah. naturally, like communicate more about the game than to know who you're talking to, right? Like if you're yeah. going to talk to an investor or like the developer, fair. But I don't need to know that your game's in Unity, or I don't need to know your game's in Unreal. So why do I need to know that this is the blockchain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So, and, um, uh, and it was funny, I, I, I had these people like come and explain to me like, Hey, there was this, um, game that if you, if you play far enough, you, you can make your character tradable and then you can start trading them. There was like a small cost to make it tradable, but then you could trade them. And I was like, Oh, so you, there was a minting cost for your NFTs and they go like black and I'm like, okay, wrong words, wrong words. Um, so, so like. Yeah, don't don't like um, use yeah. simple language because I'll, I'll just use the language that people have used so long with like normal gaming. Yeah, yeah, and uh, even uh, yeah, I mean, talk about the things like hey, you can trade your things, for example. But trading has been there, so so it's just a uh, it's just a new and and kind of better, more flexible way of doing the trading. Yeah, I think that's a partial like investor hype, right? Where you have to use the new buzzwords, but yeah, if you want to go mainstream and do it right, just talk to people like they used to be and spoke to. And unless it's completely new context, fair enough. Like if it's a new feature or whatever. But if we're talking about trading, just talk about trading. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, just write yeah. out. Um, lovely. Uh, next question is just on terms of like things that you should be doing. So I'm building a Web3 game. I want to take advantage of all the benefits there. What should I be doing? Well, I guess the first no-brainer here is the, to focus on the good gameplay. Uh, I mean, that's something that all game developers always need to think about or like how do we make the game fun and how, how is the game like that's obviously something really to focus on um but then also like i guess more specifically to the blockchain there's a couple of things one is creating connections like this is a very social space also among the developers so uh, when we talk about like collaborations and partnerships uh it's not very hard to reach out to people and and you know also do something together and and people are quite uh open to um uh, to also like tell you things of like how how they are doing and how how is everything going and and all that. So I think that comes partly also from the fact that 
many of these projects start with a, like a white paper, like very open communication on like, hey, even like publishing, like, hey, this is the kind of game design uh, we're planning to do. Because if you do like a pre-sell, if you are selling your assets, uh, which you don't have to do, and, and I'm sure if that is the best thing for everyone to do, but if you do like a, um, pre-sell things before you have the game, uh, you're basically doing like a Kickstarter. Uh, so you're like yeah. doing something before it's there. So then you have to like have a white paper and and kind of openly say like these are the things we are building. And I think that has created actually a nice openness overall to the to the field where where people are like quite open on like hey these are the things we are building and this is this is how this works and and so like um, just reach, reach out to people and you can you can start building connections and maybe those will lead to like these partnerships that will be with win and and, and you can like uh, both kind of benefit on having this decentralized trading happening between your between your own two ecosystems. Um, I mean, I come from the Finnish gaming scene, and the Finnish gaming scene is also very open and communicative. And and I see that some of that also applies for the for the Web three developer community, which is which is very nice. Um, the people are uh, kind of openly sharing what they are doing, and 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 you can also learn from that, and then you can also offer your own learnings back, and and that's that's how it works. And uh, and I guess then another thing when you are starting. You should like really take it into account, or like in your design, or like how is it? How do you do deal with the ownership? How do you deal with the community, the strong community nature of the the space, um, and and look at those aspects on like how does your game fit here? If you if you are just taking a game that is you know hey it's like it's like Call of Duty but it's on mobile or it's on on blockchain or it's like you know it, it's kind of so like I'll play I'll play Call of Duty right. Like. <laughs> yeah, like you can, you can already play it there. So, so like, is, is there anything that what makes it special in blockchain, or like, maybe, maybe you know, could be that some concept is is so naturally blockchain that it should have been in the blockchain from the beginning. Like, <laughs> it just wasn't existing, and now we are doing it because it should be on blockchain. But, but in most cases, like, there's you know, there's also room for innovation here. Like, you can you can think of something new that is is maybe not even existing, and and look at like, hey, but this is because now we have blockchain. We can make this into a reality, and and I think those are the very exciting things um, for for us as well as as a, as a company to find these new innovative building blocks on like why would some gaming mechanic be be like best here now, and and I think those like designs and games that are most adapted to like actually utilize the the new space and the new technology will will be the winners on on like uh, just natural. They will feel more natural on like. Yeah, this is this is what this should be about. So, yeah, just thinking about those <laughs> those yeah. areas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so apart from trading, I'm just trying to think. Um, so you have the trading part, the ownership part, and you mentioned like there's room for innovation. I'm just curious here. Like, is there anything apart from trading and ownership that can be done like on blockchain that is different? Um, is it the like the social aspect is very different. Yeah, the social aspect is one. Uh, another one that can be taken into, uh, I think, quite lengths with the with the creator, uh, like the gamers becoming also part of the um, uh, creator economy, but like quite yeah, not yeah. half half if that makes sense. Like it's actually integrated well. Yeah, yeah. So having having the players be kind of part of the journey and taking them along to the journey with you. Oh, the, yeah, so the players can kind of become part of it, but also with the, just the ownership. Like there are these different um, uh, ideas now that are kind of brewing up. For example, 
the assets can be um, can be also like um, extending. Like when you are, they they can be extended with the history of like what's been happening with them. So even if you mm. trade them, um, something of the, the things you were playing kind of stays with it, and you can like playing with the history of the assets is 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 something that you know I think we'll see more in the future, and and then also uh, gameplay that actually benefits from the trading it's not just like hey i'm fed up i'm gonna sell my stuff but like okay why would you trade kind of mid-game and and like what what would be the kind of mutual win-win benefits and 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 then yeah you know you can kind of both the, the ownership and the social aspect you can um you can kind of dig in deeper in a way um on like how do you utilize them i mean it may look very simple on the surface like hey yeah you only asset like you buy something but but like how does that transfer into the gameplay and and like maybe how it will evolve while you are playing it? No, I love that with the it's like you can have an asset if it kills ten thousand monsters, it gets a new tag, but then that stays with that asset forever. Then it's super unique, right? And then you might have a different class, like a mage staff. It's like, oh, I got this as a drop; it's useless, but it's more useful for that person. Then you can do some trades there. Then it could be like heritage as well. I'm just thinking, yeah, I. I all this stuff is not really possible from my understanding in like normal traditional gameplay or it's at least more complicated but here it's like that's what the blockchain has you can have something and it's like irrefutable it can't be duplicated this was made seven years ago or whatever if we get to that type of like a mainstream yeah. project that's and then yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a question you hear still a lot on like but can't you do this without the blockchain who didn't mm. you and i'm kind of like well, yeah, if you make all centralized monopoly where, you know, <laughs> you just create a few features, but then again, uh, it is easy to do with blockchain. So why would you not do it with blockchain? It's like a tool. It's a feature, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Asset. To be why, honest. I... Why would you not use blockchain is, is how I would turn it. And then also that that is making it easier to have this trading happening between ecosystems. Like you can, you can do this um, value trading uh and and that will increase the value at both ends so so yeah why would you try to do it in a difficult way when you can <laughs> basically common yeah it's basically inventing cryptocurrency blockchain for your centralized game which is just in terms of i have this amount of time maybe just take the off-the-shelf solution and just change it <laughs> like yeah 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 so so that is, and I, I think right now it's it's very good time to actually go into into battery and crypto I know a lot of people have the view that it kind of crashed last year. There was there was uh, a few meltdowns. There was the the, the FTX yeah. crisis. There was you know there were hacks and there were things happening and and uh, uh, hopefully uh, the kind of bad actors would be would be leaving the space now and and we don't want them any 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 more bad. But a lot of that crash and meltdown has been more on the uh, the financial speculation side and and you know. Game developers are using the technology more uh, as an enabling tool and, and, a, and a base layer, not to kind of build um, um, a financial element, you know, financial vehicle. But somehow, like it, it's that's not the core what you're creating. Uh, so, so you're creating a game that is utilizing this technology and giving benefits and, and building stronger communities. But, but you know, uh, so actually. Uh, it, I was very happy to read just in the past week also, uh, A16Z released their State of the Crypto report. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting read if, if, uh, if you want to look into it. Um, and actually now, uh, 
well, mostly every metric is is going up. So like the the number of transactions and you know different like like that they're separating it like the development and then the usage uh, metrics and um and and it's a very positive read. You know like a lot of things are are moving up and that's not kind of what you would think of the making them up market sentiment right now. Yeah. Uh, so although although even like uh, on the financial side like Bitcoin has been going up again uh, for a while. So uh, so there's like um, there's actually um, uh, adaptation going on as we speak. So, so it's not like uh, it, it would have slowed down. It hasn't even even really slowed down. It's 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 going upwards. And there's more interesting uh, projects coming up, and 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 these will this will you know pull pull in more of the mainstream players and 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 people who are not yet on crypto, and that that's just accelerating. I think it's just pure utility, right? It's not. It's not even a question at this point. It's not like, oh, this is potentially going to be a tech that might revolutionize. No, here's the use cases today. And whenever I hear like, because I've 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 been here like trying to explain crypto to my girlfriend and realizing I can't, and I was like, okay, I need to understand like why is this useful? And the thing that keeps coming up is gaming. Like, is clear use cases we spoke about today, and that's always going to be a thing. And I think, like you said, yeah, there's a financial meltdown. It is related to crypto, so it feels like Web3 Gaming is now gone, but we need to be able to have that separation. And Web3 Gaming, you do have the separation because you're just building your own project. Unless you go all investor-ish with it and pre-sell your assets, obviously that's going to affect some stuff. Uh, but if you're just using it as a tool to make better games, it's just a feature, right? It's just like another game engine. Like Rather than use your own game engine, you use what's already out there. And that just makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah certainly. Lovely. Uh, before we finish, Elena, I just wanted to just ask you a bit of the floor. So, like, Quick Save Interactive. So, if I'm a gaming studio, do I just reach out to you? Like, go to your contact us page. Like, what do you do so well? Like, how do you help me? Um, yeah. So, so for us, um, especially if you are looking to to develop things within uh, like WebGL, HTML5 uh, on the browser space. We definitely know about that a lot, so so happy to kind of um, uh, share ideas or even even help somebody kind of get started with that. If if there's some cooperation we can do potentially, um, and then of course like we have been working with um, with different IPs and and, and partners and, and like um, so yeah. If I mean I'm I'm all for collaborations here. <laughs> so so like so like yeah. If you would like to kind of uh, collaborate with something that is already on the chain, or, or maybe it's not yet on the chain, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to um, happy to you know talk about it. Um, yeah, and and you can reach out to me uh, in LinkedIn, uh, for example. Um, please do explain on like why context, please context, please on like why why are you connecting? Uh, and and then it's it's a lot easier for me to kind of uh, get back to that. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, lovely. Uh, Alina, I think we'll leave it there. This was really good. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, and yeah, fantastic. Uh, everyone who might have tuned in late, there is going to be a recording on this, uh, which I'll send it to everyone. But yeah, thank you everyone uh, for listening at home. Alina, uh, thank, thank, you. Yeah. thank you. Dimitri, for your, for your comments as well. Uh, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> on the, on the <laughs> exactly. I've read every single one, Dimitri. It was, I was like, give me a question. <laughs> yeah, but it's all true. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. And thank you. Thank you, Ariel. So it was my, my pleasure, Elena. My pleasure.